0: Hey, you've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck.
1: First, let me say Happy New Year to everyone, and thank you for continuing to listen to Geek Elite Radio. Uh, on this episode of Televised Heroics, we had a little bit of an audio mishap. There's about two to two and a half minutes of Daniel's audio that's missing in the very beginning. So you'll just hear my glorious voice for that little bit. Uh, after that, though, everything goes fine. So go ahead and enjoy. My name is Oliver Queen.
0: My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the
1: flowers. Happy New Year, Daniel.
0: Happy New Year, Mitch.
1: <laughs> we are starting two thousand sixteen by uh, talking more Jessica Jones. Woo! <laughs> uh, let's see. First, let's see, you know, let's get off to some uh, some news. Did you see that Marvel actually has the rights back, or it seems like they probably have the rights back to uh, a character called Taskmaster?
0: Yes, I did see that.
1: Now, do you, do you? Are you familiar with this character?
0: To be completely honest, I only known him, uh, know him through Marvel versus Capcom.
1: Oh, right. I forgot that he showed up in that. Um, I guess my first introduction to him was through Deadpool, but he is a much older character. He's a he's a, a Avengers foe. He's been known to so be used as a good guy? like if you think that Wolverine had a muddy past and you don't know you you don't know what happened with that uh, Taskmaster is even worse like a lot of his memories are gone uh, they've done a bunch of minis um, to try and explain some of his backstory but it usually just gets more convoluted but he is one of my favorite characters because he's got a very cool um, superpower it's telegraphic no wait it's photographic reflexes. So if he sees someone do something, he can do it too. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So in one book that I was reading, one comic book I was reading, he actually watches, he knows he's going to go into a fight where he has to fight a bunch of guys. So he watches a Bruce Lee movie in Fast Forward so that he memorizes the moves in Fast Forward.
0: Wow, that is badass.
1: Right? Forgot to put my phone on silent. Bad Mitch. Uh, so it looks like he used to be part of. I don't know. I don't know what he. I guess he was. He was over at Fox, which would make sense. He kind of. He kind of became a lot of a, a x Men Deadpool type character. So he was over at Fox, but it looks like when they lost the rights to Daredevil, they might have also lost the rights to uh, Taskmaster. So he would went back to. Um, Marvel now I would love to, I, I, the great thing about Marvel and the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that they all exist in the same world TV and movies so uh, you know no matter where he's used he is going to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe however he would probably be best utilized in like the Daredevil show uh, where he you know his his martial arts and his fighting would be best uh showcased but I would really love to see this character in the movies and I don't but I don't really know where he would fit i mean unless he showed up in marvel uh, or he showed up in captain America Civil war I don't see where he could show up in because I don't see any more captain Marvel movies or captain Marvel Captain America movies coming out uh I don't think he'd be really utilized well as a black panther villain. So, we'll have to see if they end up using him. He's just one of my favorite characters so I liked I I thought it was interesting to bring him up. Uh yes, in the comic books he's both a good guy and a bad guy. He's kind of like uh he's been used both ways. He's been used to train uh shield agents, he's been used to train hydra agents. He's been used uh, to train henchmen, you know, he, uh, at one point there's a mini mini series where it, it, it's revealed that Nick Fury actually, uh, made him an agent and, uh, he, uh, his whole, his whole, the first thing he showed up in was, I think he, he fought the Avengers and he fought them to a standstill because he has all, he was able to like use all their skills against them. But, it it's the oh uh, uh, there's a later mini series that shows that he might have been told by Nick Fury to do that as an undercover thing so that he can get into the undercover into the the villain's world. So, he can be a good guy. He can be a bad guy. He's, you know, he he might he's maybe a little bit the more serious version of uh, Deadpool.
0: Oh, wow, that's actually pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So, uh yeah, very interesting character. Uh some more Interesting news talking about Daredevil. Uh, I think it came out today that Daredevil season two is going to premiere March 25th on Netflix. Now, that date might sound familiar because that's the same weekend that Batman v Superman is going to premiere in the theaters. Can you believe that they did that?
0: I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh,. Damn, yeah, that's uh, they're giving DC a run for their money right there. See who's gonna have the most viewers.
1: Very crafty, very crafty. Uh, I mean, it, you, you can't at this point. You can't say that uh, it's not one is not going to affect the other. It definitely will. We, uh, I mean, you have to imagine that if people are watching thirteen episodes of Daredevil. And having to carve out three hours to go watch a, a Batman Superman movie, it might be a little difficult in that weekend. Right. It's, it's kind of funny because um, if you think about it, Daredevil or uh, I'm, Batman v Superman had already moved their premiere date back when they went up when they were already going up against Civil, uh, Captain America: Civil War originally.
0: I or I should say they didn't. <laughs>
1: they didn't move it back. They moved it up. Right. So, uh, well, if you had to choose, if you had to choose one for that weekend, what would you
0: do? To be completely honest, I might just request work and binge watch, you know, Daredevil at midnight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then after the 13 hours, go go straight to Batman v Superman and watch the movie? Yeah. Or no? <laughs> but if you had to choose one, you'd do Daredevil? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Marvel, you have Daniel's money. Um, if I had to choose one that weekend, if I only got to do one, I probably do the Batman V Superman movie, even though I know I'm not going to like it. (laughs) Why is that? (laughs) I don't know. Just because it's a movie and I kind of want to see it that weekend. And then, uh, it's kind of like saving the better thing for last. Like you get your dessert. So daredevil would be after it watched the bad taste of Batman V Superman (laughs) out of my mouth.
0: (laughs) But what if it's good?
1: If it's good, then more power to me. (laughs) Yippee (laughs) to me. I get all the good things. Uh, Last piece of news that I saw that is about today. Robbie Amell is going to be coming back to The Flash. Ooh! Our our one-time Firestorm is going to return as Deathstorm. Oh. Yeah.
0: So So what do you think of that? So Deathstorm remind me—he's a baddie,
1: right? Right, he's the—he's the like basically Deathstorm came about uh, during the Blackest Night crossover in the DC universe. Um, Ronnie, Ra- Ronnie Raymond had died before, so he got a black ring, and so he became Deathstorm. Uh, eventually, they kind of made him more part of the continuity by uh, Martin Stein is the Deathstorm of F- Earth Three uh, when when they had the Crime Syndicate. So it's, it's, um, you know, a lot of the same as Firestorm being able to manipulate atoms and, 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 uh, molecules and stuff, but doing it to the point where he kills things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So So, I'm assuming it's gonna be from, uh, from Earth 2 that he's gonna be coming from?
1: Yes, it says only this time, uh... Uh, he's back with a twist. A deadly Earth 2 version of our beloved Ronnie is in, in the form of Deathstorm. That is going to be pretty
0: badass. <laughs> huh,
1: well, so instead of just bringing back Ronnie Raymond that we already met, they're going to bring back one from Earth 2 and make him Deathstorm. So that's. Earth 2 so, seems like it has a lot of t- like really bad supervillains. villains. <laughs> <laughs> No wonder Jay Garrick doesn't want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> also, what do you think, he's a little bitch? <laughs> well, you know that's what I was just thinking about. Like I was talking to someone else uh, this weekend about um, uh, Jay Garrick in the in the Flash TV series. They they are totally underutilizing him. They like I don't know if it's just the show didn't want to have him on as much, or you know what you know what whatever they have for his uh is a uh, contract but it just it's it's unfortunate they aren't using him more
0: right but i mean he could have a bigger part you know the second half of the second season
1: maybe definitely definitely could um i could you could see that as uh him being uh maybe you know fans being like oh we should you see him more or just the his storyline playing out more. It could definitely work out better for him to be part of the more part of the second half of the season.
0: Yeah. I mean, eventually I feel like he's, you know, Barry's going to have to team up with Jay to take down, you know, rever- uh, zoom
1: zoom. Right. Um, I mean, that would make sense. We have the, he already took the velocity six formula, so we still need to get to velocity nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I was talking to one of our listeners uh John Cam- Cameron Camarena Cap Camarena Sorry John totally messing up your last name anyways and he gave me his theory about Flash you want to hear it Yeah It's it's kind of out there but I thought it was really interesting I thought it could be it could be played off really cool of who Zoom is So what if Zoom is John Wesley Shipp's character from his 1990 flash show. So, he's the Flash from the 1990s that got trapped in a uh, time loop or time travel alternate dimension thing and he became evil cuz he, and he's trying to steal everybody's uh flash powers or speed force. So, he's not he's not uh Henry Allen, he's actually Barry Allen from 1990. Dude. <laughs> Wouldn't that be creepy and really confusing? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I loved it. I thought I thought his theory was really cool. Um, is there anything to support it? Probably not. Is there any chance that's actually going to happen? More more likely not. But it'd be really cool,
0: dude. I I like, I mean, if. All right, I I will say this. If he gets it right, if he calls it, then even though kind of, you know, there would be plot holes, but if he calls it, he gets bragging rights on the podcast.
1: (laughs) Oh, definitely. So there you go, John. If it ends up turning out to be that way, you uh, totally get some bragging rights. And uh, anybody else that would like to listen to John talk, he's going to be my guest on my Hey Mitch podcast on Thursday, uh, January 7th. So... Keep an eye out for that one and listen to what he has to say.
0: Uh, uh, you, do you have any news that you want to talk about? Um, one, I mean, just one of the articles that, um, you know, how when we had dinner last week, how uh, um, HBO almost bought the rights to, to AMC's The Walking Dead, but they turned it that, down.
1: That's true. I, I you're right. I remember you talk, talking about this. I mean, what an interesting sh- story that would have been. You know how much different the show would be if if it had been picked up by HBO.
0: I think it'd be it'd follow comics more closely. I I pretty much feel like that would be true.
1: That's true. Um, it more than like it probably would have followed the comics more. Like you know, what's funny is that I mean, I think between the game between game of thrones and, and the walking dead those are the two highest rated tv shows like on tv right now so could you imagine if they did it that much better on hbo that like the two highest rated tv shows being on hbo
0: i think the walking dead would definitely dethrone game of thrones for our most uh pirated tv series uh
1: probably uh yeah uh, I would say I would say so I because there's a lot of people I know that won't watch uh, fantasy dragon stuff but they'll they watch The Walking Dead so that would be pretty crazy
0: <laughs> and um the other uh, news I have is um, the German trailer for Batman Superman is a little bit more spoiler heavy ooh. Um,
1: I'm going to ask that you don't tell me it then, because I don't want to know. I'm not jumping into it either. I don't want to piss anybody off. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's already so much that we we know about that movie. I know. And it hasn't even come out yet. (laughs) So, anybody that wants to find out what Daniel's talking about, I imagine you can do a YouTube search of... uh, Batman v Superman German trailer, and it will pop up, or, you know, Google search it, and maybe someone gives you a synopsis if you can't find the
0: actual trailer. It's not, sub- it's only subtitled in German, so that didn't help me out at all, but uh, it's about five, maybe ten more seconds of footage, and within those seconds, they give out something, yeah. Wow. 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 That's
1: all I have to say is wow. That's incredible. That's yep. incredible. <laughs> So okay, and uh, you said that was the last thing you wanted. To, your new little bit of news that you had, right? How about we talk about Jessica Jones? We're talking episode four, five, six, and seven tonight.
0: That's a handful of episodes.
1: It Can't is, help. and the, a lot <laughs> of stuff happened in that episode. Those episodes too, right? So uh, okay, let me just episode four. I mean, this is. Uh, uh, episode four is the episode where she starts to figure out that, uh, cause she saw all the pictures in episode three in the room that obviously was the Jessica Jones obsession room <laughs> that yeah. the, the purple man has. So she sees all these pictures and she's, she's figuring out that someone's following her and they have pictures of her that are really close uh, to her. So, um, she has she she gets an idea of going to the the spots where the pictures are being taken or of her and seeing if she can figure out if she can remember uh, seeing seeing around her who the person was.
0: Right. And um I mean, come to figure out, it's in this episode, I believe, right? Where she figure, figures out who is following her.
1: Right. She figures it out because of um she had got her lawyer friend to seek out other uh, victims of Kilgrave, and while they are discussing some of the things that they ma- that Kilgrave made them do, she overhears one of the guys uh, basically become his chauffeur. He told he he jumped into the guy's car. He told the guy, "I really like your car. You want to drive me around?" And he said, yes, I do want to drive you around. And then he said, you want to get rid of your kid? And he made the kid get out of the car. So the little kid was just sitting on the sidewalk crying. And he drove him around for about a week or so. And while he was driving around, she told, she asked him, did you guys go to the same place all the time? He said, yeah, you know, at around 10 o'clock, he met up with this guy with a, uh, with a, a blue and white scarf. So... Between that information and then uh, the introduction of the Will Simpson character, the police officer, uh, who is now more involved with um, Patsy Walker, uh, or Trish, I should say, (laughs) after he he thought he killed her and he went back to the apartment to find out what had happened and uh, finds out that she's not dead. Uh, he he sticks around to try and make amends, and she's scared of him. But then eventually, not so scared of him anymore because <laughs> the next time we see them, he's uh how to put this delicately working on the Kungalindus. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he uh, he uh, gets. Jessica some footage, some street footage from from uh, CCTV cameras and security cameras up down the street. Eventually, she finds figures out that the guy in the blue and white scarf is Malcolm, the heroin addict that lives next door to her.
0: Bah, bah, bah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, uh, which is funny because earlier in the episode, when he's she's trying to figure it out, and she tells Simpson that she she's trying she's trying to find a person that's looking that's uh stalking her he grabs malcolm and says hey this guy was like you know staring at you and she, she just pushes it off because oh that's just malcolm i i know that he what he's doing he's just kind of uh hanging around but it ends up being him so i thought that was pretty funny
0: right um and you know besides the big reveal that malcolm was the one you know spying on uh on Jessica, uh, what I, I want to say this is probably one of... From the earlier episodes in the first season, this is probably one of my favorites.
1: This was a very good episode. Um, one of the parts, so I think it's, it's episode four, uh, aka 99 Friends, she gets herself a new client. Now, she gets the client that says she wants to uh, discover if her husband is cheating on her. And... Uh, Obviously, Jessica's very weary of the whole thing because the last customer she took ended up uh, getting killed by her, their daughter in an elevator. So she doesn't want to take on a new client if it's if it's part of Kilgrave's uh, plan. So when uh, she tries to do some investigation and she follows the the client around for a day because she knows that Kilgrave's powers wear off after twelve hours, um, she ends up. Finding the the lady uh taking target practice in an abandoned warehouse or abandoned bar or something like that. Bunch of mannequins getting shot at.
0: Which was pretty um, badass.
1: <laughs> it was badass. But see, like and then eventually when you come to find out that she just hates superpowered people, like she wants to kill Jessica Jones all on her own, has nothing to do with Killgrave. Like that whole part of the storyline was like part of this the show that I was like, Oh, this really didn't need to be here. I mean, it kind of gives you an idea of what's going on in New New York, how people are trying to deal with the aliens that invaded a couple summers ago and uh, super-powered beings like the Incredible Hulk and all that stuff. But it, it was so unnecessary to the Jessica Jones story, I felt, that it, I mean, it, it kind of spotlights how she's a detective, but it I don't think it is enough to justify wasting an episode on it.
0: Right. But I want to say what I really liked, uh, was, you know, once that, uh, once she discovers that it was just a giant, you know, uh, ploy to kill Jessica, what I really liked about it was like, well, like, I made my friends. Um, so there's 99, 90, uh, 99 other, other people like me here in the city. And I love the part where she's like, well, you know, I'm bulletproof and then she gets shot. And so <laughs> And the sarcasm is like, well, you know, I can shoot laser laser beams through my eyes.
1: Yeah. But see, that's what she had told the, the guy that she was giving a uh, subpoena to. So that's how they ended up finding her.
0: Right. And so we got in this episode, we also have, just like you mentioned earlier, um, Jessica forming the uh, – uh, the survivors group. Oh, another episode, another part that was pretty cool in this episode was uh, the when they were conducting all the interviews.
1: Yes, when they were conducting all the interviews, and people were sitting there like, Oh, uh, she he had me jumping all day long and he just wanted me to smile. And uh, uh, what was it? The guy said, Oh, he liked my coat, he took my coat, it was a very nice coat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, and he still owes me five grand.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of, of all the pe- like, a lot of people had a lot of a bigger problems, and he kind of admits it too. He's like, "Yeah, it's kind of a, it's not as big as everybody else's, but you know, it was a nice code." <laughs> that was that was a good part. Yeah.
0: Uh, I, I did we cover all of episode four already? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think we hit the big points of episode four and episode five. Big so, so in episode five we have uh, also while all that is going on, we have the idea that um, they now have the drug that they can use to knock out Kilgrave and his powers won't work, which is the the um, medical. Drugs that she stole from the hospital When she uh, used Malcolm herself
0: Right So
1: uh, She gets Simpson and Trish To basically come up With this plan to uh, Shoot him with a dart Filled with the, the, the Stuff and then get him inside a van And then from the van over to a uh, hermetically Sealed room that Simpson knows About why he knows about it, we don't know. Uh, he just keeps referring to the days that he was in black ops and how he he's okay with killing people and breaking some laws and it's not that big a deal just to get get Kilgrave. Which, I mean, where you stand on that is is where you stand on that. But I just think it's kind of funny because he's supposed to be a cop and she Jessica Jones has to constantly remind him you need to protect and serve, not just uh, you know do what you want. So they, she follows Malcolm to the park where another person comes and tells him where to meet Kilgrave, and that they go. He goes and she follows him, and that they meet at ten o'clock every day, so that he can give pictures to Kilgrave. Now, the way that he keeps him on a leash is by giving him the heroin. So he knows that Malcolm's going to be away from him for more than twelve hours, so his power is not going to work. But if you get him hooked on the heroin, he's and he, he'll he always come back because that'd be an easy place to get some heroin. He doesn't need to pay for it. He just has to take pictures of Jessica.
0: And that's a sad thing, too, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's very sad because he, uh, you find out that he wasn't a he wasn't a junkie before he met Jessica uh, or before he met Kilgrave. Jessica had actually saved him once before. And that's how she met Kilgrave. Like she, he was getting his ass, ass kicked kiss. by a couple of muggers, and the muggers were about to kill him. And Jessica totally threw him, threw them off, and and beat them up and saved Malcolm. But then Kilgrave happened to be walking by at that moment, and was like, "Oh, that was very impressive. You have powers. I have powers. You sh- we should totally hang out." And like from that point on is when. Kilgrave was infatuated with Jessica.
0: Yep, and that's when, you know, he used his powers on her.
1: That's when he started using his powers on her. So uh so once again, like I was saying, Malcolm was a straight and narrow guy. He was uh gonna be a social worker and he was gonna help out other people, and he finds out that uh or then Kilgrave gets a hold of him and says, I want you to take pictures of uh Jessica, and here's some drugs you want to get hooked on.
0: Yep. And then... Um... Oh, yeah, so they end up shooting Kilgrave with the anesthetic. They get him to the warehouse. And as soon as they get to the warehouse, what happens?
1: They find out that he has a uh, tracker on him. And he had actually hired a uh, security team to uh always be around and extract him if they if he gets caught because he knows that if he was under anesthetic his powers wouldn't work so he had to actually pay people to watch his back and that's what they were doing they were actually a legit security team didn't know that he was up he's an evil guy they just you know he's another millionaire that wants security and they came to his aid they you they came with uh, electric batons and totally kicked Jessica's Simpsons and Trish's ass.
0: I wanna say that fight scene okay, overall all the fight scenes in the show pretty are pretty awesome. They're pretty solid. This one was pretty brutal to watch.
1: It was pretty brutal and and they and they were using those stun batons pretty well. Uh, I think the one thing that's weird about this show is that they're very inconsistent with her power levels. Like, if you take, like, how she fought in the bar against... And I guess it it, it might be about who, who she's fighting more than anything else. Because when she's fighting the drunk guys in the bar, she's throwing them across the bar. Like, across the whole room. Uh, when she's fighting those muggers off of Malcolm, she kind of just throws them on the ground. Like, like... I don't know, like, I feel like she should have done more damage to them. And then these guys are all getting pummeled, but yet they're getting right up and, and, and like coming back for more.
0: Who knows? Maybe Kilgrave knew that um, Jessica was going to go after him. So she, uh, he got him special armor that can withstand her blows.
1: Maybe. Maybe i I mean, I guess that could that could happen it's never never explained at least not in these episodes no. but I just feel that that's kind of what uh one of the problems was with this show is that her power level is really inconsistent or at least that's how I felt that was one of the the things that I felt was wrong with the show yeah
0: you're you're right it never really occurred to me until you pointed it out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that's why we do this show so we can talk it out we can see what other other people noticed
0: and uh was it in this episode um, that they do the nod to the comic book or was it the last episode
1: uh which particular nod are you talking about
0: uh where they reveal oh, her ridiculous outfit
1: her, her costume yes that was uh, i believe that was this episode
0: that, what, that was what? that was pretty good. <laughs> how would you feel about the whole costume reveal? And how she's like, "I'm not going to wear that. I'm not going to fight crime in that."
1: <laughs> uh yeah. I mean, even in the comic book, I think that that particular costume is kind of is kind of ridiculous looking. So I can see her being like, "That's a stripper outfit. Jewel's a stripper name. I am not doing that." <laughs> Uh, so it doesn't, it, it's fine with me. It, at least they kind of threw it in there. And, uh, whether or not, you know, maybe by the end of season two, she'll have something that looks a little familiar. Uh, I think, I don't even know if in the comic book, she still wears an outfit or a uh, costume.
0: I don't, I don't even know. Uh, to be completely honest either.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. I I know, I know she has in the New Avengers a couple of times, but more often than not, I think she just fights in plain clothes.
0: Yeah, I think just so. like Luke Luke
1: Cage, just fights in plain clothes. He doesn't wear the the orange shirt and and uh, tiara anymore. Right. <laughs> so the next episode. So after that, she. She, uh, she's failed, but she is getting Malcolm on the straight and narrow, basically getting him to quit drugs, cold turkey, because he deserves that since it's, she kind of feels, you know, responsible for his drug abuse. And, right. uh, Kilgrave calls her on the phone and says, you need to send me a picture at 10 o'clock every day. Now that you took away my junkie. And what is he going to do if he doesn't
0: He threatens to kill Malcolm?
1: That's right. Malcolm will die. If you don't send me a picture at 10 o'clock. So she goes and she sees that Malcolm still hasn't done the drugs that she left for him. So he wants to live. So that
0: she starts sending pictures. Very nice of her. (laughs) Doesn't she like chain him up to, to uh, her bathroom floor?
1: Yeah, she handcuffs him to the to the yeah. toilet. Yeah. Which, you know, uh, it's probably a good place so that cuz he's going to throw up.
0: Yep. At least she gives him water.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. At least there's water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but and then so she's taking pictures from what what happens in the next
0: episode. Episode 6. Uh, this is one of my favorite things that happens in the episode. Kilgrave enters a freaking high-stakes poker game. And he's, <laughs> and he's playing, I want to say, with the mob. And he's just like, hey, you know, even though you guys know I have a shitty hand, you guys are going to fold no matter what. So, you know, you're going to go all in, and you're going to fold, and I'm going to win. <laughs>
1: that was so funny. Each one of them just like, okay, yeah, I fold. And then they pass him the money. <laughs> like, the idea that they – he set up this game – and then decided, nope, all of them. They don't need to. Uh, they don't need to actually play this game. Just give me the money. I mean, he, why? Why even had the pretense of the game? Why not just be like, give me the money?
0: Maybe he wants to feel like he won, even though he cheated.
1: <laughs> Probably. Satisfying so yeah, his ego. Uh, uh, is this also? This is also the episode where uh, you see him going by the
0: house. Yeah. And I had no idea whose house that was or what he was doing. I thought, you know, it was just a house that he wanted to have. I thought he just wanted to have a nice house in the suburbs, you know?
1: Right. He just Yeah. For some odd reason, he wants, he wants this nice house and he wants to pay for it. He wants to legitimately have money. He tells the guy, look, you have to be out by the end of the day. I'm not, he's like, he constantly is like, on the verge of using his powers to do it and he ends up he's like nope i need to do this legitimately you know here's three times what you're asking for or what what your house is worth i don't remember if it's three times or two times or whatever yep but it's uh-huh. an obscene amount of money
0: <laughs> and he's like here i drew up the contract so you know here's the money just sign the contract we'll be done with it
1: exactly and he does i mean who who would who wouldn't turn down that money right
0: Yep, and it was cold hard cash. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nothing better than cold hard
0: cash. I can't believe he actually did it the legit way too. You
1: know, and uh, uh, we we well we come to see at the end of episode s- seven why,
0: right? Or no, and I it, guess that's that's the end of episode six. Well, episode six um, another. I guess the uh, fucked up thing that goes on in this episode is uh, what's going on at the prison.
1: That's right. That's very important. What's happening there. So uh, previously Hope had asked uh, Jessica for some money and Jessica didn't understand why, but we see that in the middle of the night she gets beat up bad, like prison beat up. <laughs> <laughs> So they call her up and say, you know, uh, she's been she's in the infirmary, she needs help, blah blah blah. However, we find out the money was used to pay for the beating because Hope is pregnant.
0: Right? And then pregnant, pregnant with the purple man's baby. Yep. And what does uh what does Jessica do? Um, to help her out.
1: She goes and gets the, the medication that will kill it. To have an abortion. That's bam, bam, right. Bam. So we don't have any kill grave babies just hanging out there, hanging around. Um, she even goes and gets uh, Hogarth, the the lawyer, to come be a part of it, right? Right. Yeah.
0: And so the that's, most- uh, Pretty serious
1: thing going on. That's some pretty serious ramifications of of Kilgrave. You got to imagine he's before Jessica put him out of commission by hitting him with a bus. You know he was going around unchecked. There's probably a lot of Kilgrave babies out there.
0: Right. Does that mean that those babies could have his powers? Uh, I would say very much so. There, there's a good
1: possibility. So I wonder if that's going to come. That might be something that that comes into play in season two.
0: Yeah, uh, I want to say, too, uh, I guess this with this whole episode, that kind of like, I, I don't know if I, I don't know, being too sensitive to the topic, but how Hogarth, you know, requested to keep the fe- uh, the fetus remains. Ooh, very true. She's going to be up
1: to something.
0: Up to
1: no good. Up to no good, because Go you know how shysty lawyers are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> even even for a lawyer, though she's she's just kind of a she's kind of a ballbuster. She's she's a little on the sketch side. Like this whole thing going on with her ex wife, and you know, wanting to get uh, Jessica to find some dirt on her, or whatever, so that she can divorce her and then uh, start dating, start or marry her uh, assistant.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: uh. but Carrie Ann Moss is doing a good job of portraying the character, so I think uh, that's that's pretty that's something to say.
0: Right, and uh, I did want to go ahead and say so. One of the most important things in this episode was that giant flashback that uh, we go through. So, do you want to take it away in this flashback?
1: Are we talking about the car accident
0: flashback? Yes everybody yes. so much more
1: yes they i mean she talked about it before that she she was in a car accident her family was killed and uh should she hate all cars no she doesn't she doesn't hate all cars or all people who drive cars but she uh uh for all we know she she woke up out of the coma and she had powers
0: which is pretty awesome. (laughs) That's,
1: you know, that's, that's uh, interesting. thing. The fact that she survived the car accident, I think is already pretty interesting. And then, you know, whether or not, I I think when they, if they shine more light on, on her power set and where it came from, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to be a big reveal. Yeah. (laughs) (coughs) what, What did you think of, of that, particular part of her history?
0: It, I just wasn't expecting it. I didn't know that, uh, you know, she would actually get her powers in that way. I thought there was more, a more significant way in which she would get her powers.
1: I think, I think we're going to find out that there was some more significance to it other than just the car accident. But I think that what might have been like the the catalyst that started it right. before her. So, can't wait to find out more about that. (laughs) Now, we also... Oh, go ahead.
0: I'll say I just wanted to keep everybody in the dark. I don't want to cover until we reach the other episodes.
1: Right, exactly. (laughs) But I'm I'm talking about even after that point. I think we're going to find out more. Right. (laughs) Now, we also have the return of Luke Cage. Yep. Right? I mean, he hires her to help find... Uh, a missing kid that when she finds the kid who's kind of wanted by some bad guys so he's gone into hiding he'll get some information from the kid's sister that will help reveal what happened to his wife who we already know was killed by Jessica. (laughs) So Jessica's helping to find out to helping Luke so that he can find out that Jessica killed her.
0: Yep, and it and it's uh, in this episode, right, where she confesses to Luke.
1: Yes, she eventually, you know, they they finally go to uh, the place where her her or I'm sorry, Luke's wife died, where Jessica punched her, the place where the bus crashed, and uh, they're looking they're looking through the rubble for that um, thumb drive. And he, she confesses. She says, oh, look, this is I got to tell you. I was under Kilgrave's uh, command. He, he's a, you know, a bad guy. He can control people. And he, he told me to kill her. And I did because that's what happens when you're under his control. But he didn't accept that because even though he himself has superpowers and knows Jessica has superpowers, you can't accept the fact that there's a guy out there that can control your mind. And then that's pretty much how this episode ends, right? Uh yes. Yep. So, I mean more more turmoil in the Jessica Jones personal life, I guess, but all still leading back to Kilgrave.
0: Exactly. He's more manipulative <laughs> and more evil than you could possibly imagine.
1: Exactly. Uh now with him still sending back uh, or she just feels like shit now. So she kind of, uh, it almost seems like she gives up and she goes to Kilgrave to be like, look, what do you, what do you want? And he tells, I want you to come to this house. So that's when he shows her the house. The, it's a house from her childhood.
0: How creepy is that?
1: <laughs> and not only Has he bought the house from her childhood, but he has also redecorated it and bought the things from just from looking at old pictures that were in the house when she was living there.
0: So creepy yet no no it's not romantic at all no not romantic <laughs> at all Just,
1: maybe if it was done by someone else in some other movie by something some some other story maybe romantic but still very creepy
0: all I gotta say is I loved her bedroom all the posters and the CDs and stuff she had <laughs> that's
1: very true it was all very nostalgic um <laughs> uh, uh, but he he's bought the the whole all of it legitimately and he has security still around the house and uh he also has a butler and a maid who he constantly like uh I don't want to say tortures but I don't know what better word it is to keep Jessica in line.
0: Yep, it's like oh, they're going to put their eyes out if you don't listen to me or if you don't do this. Right, exactly, because he can't
1: get her to do, because he, he, he realizes, he realized a long time ago that his powers don't work on her, and she kind of just started to realize that his powers don't work on her.
0: Yep, and that was actually a pretty cool reveal to find out that, you know, he has no effect over her.
1: No, no effect whatsoever anymore. And, uh, you know, for a person, and I mean, that might be part of the reason why he's, he's even more obsessed with her, but for a person that's used to getting everything that he wants, that's going to drive him crazy.
0: Absolutely he has to find a way to keep her in
1: line, keep her there with him. Right. And, and to do that, he's basically, uh, made it so that if she doesn't do what he says, other people will suffer.
0: Yep. And I get, uh, another part that I liked in this episode too, going back to the torture, was like, well, you know, you guys can't close, you guys can't blink until Jessica comes back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Such a weird torture. It's so terrible. Like, just thinking about the idea you can't blink and it makes your eyes start to hurt already. (laughs) Yeah. But you know she, so she comes back. She after she goes and has a talk. I think she has a talk with Trish, right? Yeah. And she, you know, figures out what would you do or what what should I do? Blah blah blah. And you think she's come back to play nice. She's gonna do what Kilgrave wants so that people stay safe. And all of a sudden, <laughs> she brings Chinese food. She's she eats it to prove that it's not poisoned, but then all of a sudden the, the maid and the, the butler fall over and then he falls over too. Cause it was yeah. in what, what, what was it in?
0: It was a uh, crap. Um, something that she didn't get crap. <laughs> that,
1: yeah. I don't remember what it was either, but yeah, it was something that she didn't eat in front of him. So he thought he thought he was safe, but she's, she put it in there or no, no, it was in their food. But when he turned his head, she stabbed him in
0: the—that's
1: oh, right—in in the leg neck. with the with the or in the neck with the with the stuff. So she got the better of him. Yep. Very nice. <laughs> so then he ends up in the hermetically sealed room,
0: and it was awesome to watch him in that room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now is the, that's not this episode, right? That's the next episode, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's the next episode. Okay.
1: Uh, I think that's uh you know there's not much else to the episodes. I mean it was kind it was nice it was funny to watch the two of them play in house. She he thought that he she did love him because this is when he had that he tells the story about the flashback of where he didn't talk to her for over 12 hours, right? Right. And she talked she's like I almost jumped off the roof at that point because I wanted and and he's like you didn't do it so that means you actually did
0: love me. Yeah, she's like, you know, you weren't at that time. You weren't under my control, so you did it on your own free will. Right, but it's kind of like
1: eh, I think <laughs> you're you're splitting hairs there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's episodes four, five, six, and seven, there, folks. What did we miss? Uh, I mean, we we didn't try and sit there and go over every single bit of the episodes, but I think we hit the big parts. Something that you want to talk about? Go ahead and uh, write it into us.
0: We would also love to know your opinion on Kilgrave. Um, I think he's creepy, and Mitch thinks that he's really charming. That the creepiness, I- <laughs> you know, isn't that
1: bad. I think he's. I think he's dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it, that the, it's the charm that makes him the creepiest. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's just the English accent. Maybe I just have a a thing for English accents.
0: Maybe, Maybe.
1: I do love love his wit. His wit is awesome. It is. It is good. Uh, And once again, you know, hats off to David Tennant. I think he is doing. He's doing a spectacular job. uh, Pretty much stealing every scene that he's in. uh, Just unbelievable I, I can't believe they got him for this this role
0: yeah really good job well done <sighs> anything else you want to talk about Daniel uh, no not yet um, if I see any other articles I'll make sure to share them and talk about them next week when we record okay
1: um, so next week we're we'll trying to do two episodes of Supergirl plus uh, episodes eight Nine and ten of Jessica Jones. Saba, Saba. (laughs) Saba. So why don't you go ahead and give out your Twitter handle, Daniel?
0: Alright, so my Twitter is Daniel Von Helvet at (laughs) twitter.com or at (laughs) he got so much louder. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to announce you now
1: got it and that's that's on yep that's on twitter so me i am uh at agent underscore of the underscore bat on twitter uh always as always you can always find Elite at Elite radio on twitter Elite radio on facebook and geekily is our website so download us download us on itunes listen to us on stitcher give us a Five star rating in a review, and uh, you know, make us make it a happy place for everybody. But we want to hear as much from you guys as you have to listen to us. So, give us some feedback. What's the shows that you're excited for this spring? What do you think of uh, Jessica Jones so far? Uh, You know, what do you think of Supergirl so far? We're up to, I think this is going to be episode eight tonight. when they come back what do you think what do you think of uh martian manhunter
0: dude i want to see more i want this to play out already i want to know what's going to happen
1: oh so do i i want to see what's going to happen with the martian manhunter that's going to be so cool
0: and the costume or the special effects whatever it was looks so awesome it didn't look cheesy at all
1: it didn't look cheesy it looked pretty damn awesome So that's uh, more power to him for doing something that good.
0: Right. One question though, before I let you go, were you expecting such a huge reveal for the season?
1: No, not at all. I would not expect them to do something that big in the first season.
0: And you said that, uh, at least not in the
1: middle of the season.
0: True. And you said that, uh, Mr. Christberg, uh, the showrunner, he is uh, a big geek like us, right? So we're in good hands.
1: Exactly, we are definitely in good hands, so that uh that is uh, a good sight to see <laughs> <laughs> uh, but basically I, I would say that's it that's it for tonight, so uh, until then, this is televised Rolex on the Geek Elite Radio network saying, geek out. "Geek
0: out We now return you to a regularly scheduled program.